Hello and welcome to the B Movie Podcast, the podcast where we watch B movies. You know, those $5 bin straight to DVD. Who are these actors and why do they make this kind of B movies? We summarize these films, we talk about the buzz on these films, we grade these films, and then answer the absolutely needless question that nobody asked. Is this better or worse than the ultimate B-movie? The B-movie with Jerry Seinfeld. Today I am joined by a wonderful person, uh, my good friend, former colleague, and some might even say protege, Luke. Luke, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Jeremiah. It's good to be here. I've been looking forward to this. So welcome. I'm, I'm glad we could do this together, and I'm glad we could do it with such a film. But before we get to that... I have a couple of announcements I'd like to make. So I got a lot of feedback uh, about our availability of the podcast. A lot of people said, hey, get on Apple Podcasts as soon as you can, and we did that. And for those of you who have subscribed via Apple Podcasts, thank you so much. But there are some other Android users and some Spotify users who said, when are you going to get this on Google Podcasts? When are you going to get it on Spotify? Uh, And the answer is, as of today, uh, the recording on December 3rd, uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So uh, no matter where you are or how you listen, you can get the B-Movie Podcast. Now, when you're searching for us, remember, that's the B-Movie Podcast with the letter B, not the B-E-E, <laughs> even though we do use the B-Movie uh, as our kind of foundation to hold all other B-Movies against. So that's a great announcement. We're very glad to be on those platforms. Please check us out. Give us a like. Uh, Leave a review and a rating. Um, If this isn't your cup of tea or if you have some constructive criticism, you can definitely write into the show, and uh, we will listen to you and try to take take your advice and do what we can. Um, But please leave a positive review. It helps people find us. It helps people get to know us. Go like us on Facebook and do all that. Uh, And speaking of individuals who have written into the show... Uh, Many of you have taken time to write in and say that you're listening or offer some suggestions, uh, either by my personal Facebook, by Facebook Messenger, uh, by texting me. And I just want to say thank you. Uh, All of you, you're my friends, you're my colleagues, my family. I maybe have one, two, three listeners who don't really know me or are just friends of friends. And I just want to say thanks. I know you're supporting me uh, on this from the beginning. And I would specifically like to say thanks to Brandon D., James W., Andrew and Courtney O., Michaela E. and Carter W. And I want to give a specific shout out to two individuals. The first uh, is because they sent an actual piece of fan mail to us at the B Movie Podcast at gmail.com. They wrote us an email. And this email comes from uh, someone named Shabby? Shabby or Shobi? Pretty sure it's Chappy. Chappy. I'm going to go with Shobi or Shabai. Shobi. Anyways, this comes from a guy named Shobi M, and he says he really enjoys the podcast. He'll definitely listen to the next couple of them. Uh, He's glad that we're putting out content. Commented on the way that Jeremiah and Caitlin both have humorous observation that are different style-wise but mesh together well, how it felt relaxed and natural. He gave us some feedback, some great feedback uh, on the format of the podcast and even suggested some good movies. So, Shobi, thank you for writing into the B-Movie Podcast. You can write in, too. Uh, the B Movie Podcast, again, the letter B, the B Movie Podcast at gmail.com. And the second specific shout out I'd like to give to is my Uncle Ronnie. Uh, Uncle Ronnie, if you're listening, hello uh, via the internet. Uh, my uncle was so kind, he texted me out of the blue. I haven't heard from him in a while. And he said, I just listened to your podcast. I've subscribed. I, I'm, I'm talking about it. 
Uh, I think it's great. And if you ever need a special co-host to do a film with, I'd love to be that person. So, Uncle Ronnie, one of these days we're going to get together and we're going to do a film and it's going to be great. So, everyone, check your feeds for that. It's coming in the future. And so uh, the B-Movie podcast is literally bringing families together. And I hope that's what we do. We strive to be a family-friendly podcast here uh, and bring good quality content. So, Luke, I have two oddly specific questions for you. I'm here for it. All right. The first is this. Historically, what happens when a studio gets the film rights to a beloved and popular intellectual property. If history has shown us anything, what happens? Uh, broken hearts, a lot of trauma, a lot of exhaustion. Some great memes. Lovely memes. Great memes. Can't argue with that. Uh-huh. Um, but at what cost? At what cost, right? Uh, typically, historically, studios do not do well with popular intellectual properties. Uh, let's let's take a walk down memory lane, shall we? Does anyone remember uh, the movie The Last Airbender? Oh, boy. Right. So, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, which this will probably get an episode on the B-Movie podcast uh, anyway, but I'm hoping it's a little far off. But it was called The Last Airbender because it came out the same time that Avatar with the Blue People with James Cameron uh, came out that same time. And I was so excited because I loved the show. Did you watch the show as a kid? I did. I did. I watched it a lot. I don't think I ever actually walked all the way through the series, but as okay. I've gotten older, I've actually I've been working my way back through it and loving it even more now. Yeah. Uncle Iroh is the perfect kind of parental figure. It's a great cartoon series. I've got it all on DVD. Um, I've not watched The Legend of Korra, but the the studio got a hold of those those property rights and M Night Shyamalan who has done some excellent films uh wrote the screenplay directed it did whatever and it was just awful it was so bad that I didn't get to go to opening night uh some of my friends went I didn't and the next day at school they told me do not go it is not worth your time it's not worth your money and I haven't actually seen it since and so you know, we see that studios have the best intentions, but sometimes it just turns out into a cash grab. I think another one you could talk about is maybe Warcraft. I'm not a Warcraft player. I was a RuneScaper back in the day. Did you play RuneScape? You know, I actually didn't play RuneScape or Warcraft, so I'm out on those. Oh, really? Well, I was a traditional RuneScaper. Uh, all you RuneScapers out there, I'm giving you a digital wave. Uh, I once met Zezima, who was like the highest ranked player in the game. Uh, he gave me 10,000 gold for my default hat, but I digress. Uh, the Warcraft movie. I've heard from several people who like that kind of franchise, who like that intellectual property, that the movie was not great, that it just it left them wanting more. It left them disappointed. The same goes for the Dark Tower series. Are you familiar with this series? You know, I'm going to feel kind of useless, but I'm not familiar with that. That's all right. Either. That's all right. So are you familiar with Idris Elba? I am. And Matthew McConaughey? Absolutely. Okay, and you'd think that the two of them together would make a really good film, right? Oh, for sure. Okay, but when you don't do good credits to the intellectual property, you get the steaming pile that's called The Dark Tower. Uh, so, I personal story. I had not read The Dark Tower series. It's by Stephen King, and Stephen King has done some interviews. He, he talks about this in the beginning of the books. Uh, but The Dark Tower, uh, I, I can't even begin to describe it. He, Stephen King says it is his magnum opus. He thinks it is his best work. And it's basically about a dark tower at the center of the universe that a couple of people are fighting over. Uh, for those of you who are big fans, the man in black ran across the desert and the gunslinger followed. Now, when they went to make the film, uh, they decided to put every little piece they possibly could inside. It felt so disjointed because they didn't try to tell one part of the story. They tried to tell the whole story in one shebang. 
and it was awful. And I went on a forum afterward and said, guys, you know, I'm, I like fantasy. I like adventure. I like Matthew McConaughey and Idris Elba. I thought this movie was fine. And I got raked over the coals because they said it's awful. Read the book and you'll change your mind. I read the book. Uh, the Gunslinger is the first of that book. I read the book, and they are absolutely right. Uh, this is a terrible movie because studios don't know what to do with intellectual properties. We saw this recently with Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Okay. <laughs> now, Luke, as, as, the, as the founder and inventor of the B-Movie podcast, I've got to say, when I saw that deformed, mouthful of teeth, ill-proportioned, dreadlock Sonic stretching out on the road to gangster's paradise, I was excited. I, I knew it was going to be bad, so bad, and I was so ready for it, but the internet was not. The internet saw that trailer to Sonic the Hedgehog and said, no, we cannot take this anymore with all of you ruining these intellectual properties. And so Sony, it's amazing. They've actually listened to the internet. They in, uh, invested millions of dollars to do some um, some re recuts, a recutting, they a reanimation, and Sonic looks so much better now. And because of this, B movie podcast listeners, let's all go watch Sonic when it comes out. It comes out Valentine's Day weekend. Um, let's go see it because it's the first time we see a studio actually listening to fans about what they're doing with uh, the rights to a really big and beloved popular intellectual property. You know something kind of sad, though? What's sad? Okay, so I just, as somebody who likes fantasy and who likes a lot of different, you know, maybe some would consider nerdy things, I think the fact that we're all excited <laughs> literally just because it kind of looks like Sonic, <laughs> that makes me sad, man. I can't believe they haven't gotten it right before. Yeah, I know, but I mean, if you even if you watch, yeah... How hard was it to get right the first time? But if you watch the the new trailer, you'll see that like they've even changed the mood with the music and, sure. and kind of the comedy, and it's yeah. not it's not as bad. No, I agree. Um, and so like I, I'm proud of them for listening, but we see this today. We see this problem over and over, and it's no different for today's film, uh, which is the 1993 Super Mario Brothers film. Now, Luke. Second oddly specific question for you. You ready for this? I think so. If you were to make a live action Super Mario Brothers movie, okay, sky's the <laughs> limit. You can get anyone that you want, all right? Big names, small names, no names, whoever. Your dream cast for Mario, Luigi, and Bowser. Who's it going to be? Okay, so give me a second. All right, take I, your time. I think, okay. So I think that for Luigi, I want Paul Rudd. Okay, I could see that. Yeah, because I mean he's likable. He's he's gonna be a little slimmer than the Mario character. Maybe uh -huh. I'm uh I'm interested in that. Uh, for Mario, I this is the one that I didn't have to think about. Hundred percent, I want Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito without hesitation. <laughs> uh, you want why? <laughs> I don't I don't think I need to answer. Uh, so okay. <laughs> who's Bowser? <laughs> we got Danny DeVito, uh, Paul Rudd. Who's Bowser? So Bowser, King Koopa. I. You know, this is going to be a curveball. Ready? Okay. I think I want Tom Hanks. You want Tom Hanks? I think I want Tom Hanks. Because, really? Because, because, for one, we've never seen him really step into a bad guy role. Not that I can think a of. A villainous role? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, maybe he has, but not that I've seen. Uh, not really. Maybe in, what was that one where they had a million dreams going on at the same time? Shrek. No, that's, well, I talk about a dream, but... Uh, <laughs> No, uh, Cloud Cloud Atlas. Okay. I think he was gray in that, but not really a villain. Okay. 
Well, yeah. I, I think Tom Hanks. King Koopa. Tom I, Hanks. I think in general he's wow. he's gonna slaughter whatever role he's in. He's gonna do a great job. He's gonna okay. he's gonna show us a new part of himself. I want Tom Hanks as King Koopa. You want Tom Hanks and King Koopa, and you want you want Mario to come in as Danny DeVito. And just start blasting with fireballs, right? That's what you want. Uh, okay. So I tell you what. If I had my pick, you know who I would cast as Mario? Oh, tell me. Bob Hoskins. You know Bob Hoskins? He was the detective in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. 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 He yeah. was in another children's movie, too, and I don't remember what it I was. I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. You know who else I would want as Luigi? Uh, John Leguizamo. Mm. Is, am I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. You are. But Sid the Sloth. Absolutely. Uh, he was also in a movie called The Pest, which is... The Pest is going to get a B-movie podcast episode because it's so bad. It's based off of another short story. Uh, it, it's just awful. We'll come back to that. But I want John Leguizamo to, to be Luigi. And then for Bowser, you know who I want? You know who I think's underrated? He was a great villain in the movie Speed. He was a great, well, I wouldn't say great villain. He was a villain in the movie Waterworld with <laughs> Kevin Costner. I want Dennis Hopper. Give me Dennis Hopper. Hopper. I want Dennis Hopper. The Hopper. As the Hopper. As a big uh, mogul tycoon. Uh, basically, I, I want him to be. I want him to be Bowser, King Koopa. I, I want him to be King Koopa of Mushroom Kingdom. Let the record show that this podcast means no disrespect to Dennis Hopper. God rest his soul. Oh no, Dennis. I think Dennis Hopper's an amazing actor. That's oh. why I want him to play Bowser. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And you know what? I think someone was listening to my A-list uh, celebrity um, um, castings because all three of those people, Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo, and Dennis Hopper, play those roles as Mario, Luigi, and Bowser, respectively, oh, in the 1993 film Super Mario Brothers. Who was in charge of this casting? Oh. Who could they not get? <laughs> Let me tell you. This is... <laughs> So this is the honest truth. Ready? All right, honest okay. truth. Hit me with it. This, uh, this is the reality. So I, I think, much like you said somebody was listening to your Dreamcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dreamcast. Nice. Dreamcast. Uh, <laughs> Sega. Uh, I think someone might have been listening to me as well, because let me read you this, okay? So uh, the casting, right? So this is... Uh, casting. These, these are some people that were offered the position or maybe were being considered for different okay. roles. So let me just... Uh, this is, uh, this is special, okay? So, initially, Mario was supposed to be played by Dustin Hoffman. Really? Yes. Wow. Um, Rain Man Hook? But, but one, of the, uh, one of the producers didn't think he was the right guy, so they decided never mind. Okay. The role of Mario and the like, director's seat were both offered to Danny DeVito. No. 100% true. No. 100%. You're making this no, up. No, this is totally true. This, this is totally true. And no it, and way. They, yes, and they offered us Danny DeVito, and they offered Arnold Schwarzenegger and Michael Keaton as well um, to, no. play, to play King Koopa. And all of them obviously said no. So anyway, I start blasting. <laughs> I just... Danny DeVito said no? Yeah, yeah, so hear me what, out. What, did Tim Burton have him in a top hat for something else? Oh, I mean, Tim, what? Tim Burton will be back for later in this podcast, okay. believe you me. All right. Uh, but, uh, so here's the last little piece. Though. I mentioned that I wanted Tom Hanks as King Koopa. They must have misheard me because Tom Hanks was being considered for the role of Luigi, but oh, he didn't back out. The producers said that some of the movies he'd recently been in didn't do well enough, and they decided they didn't want him. What? That is the truth. What? And they what movie was John Leguizamo in that did so well? It, so I was reading about this. It said that the casting agents 
heard him do stand up once, and they were like, "Yep, that's the guy." No, <laughs> they offered the part to him. All right, so for the record, he was in a retelling of Romeo and Juliet, which was really weird because it was like set in L.A. in modern day time, but it was with Leonardo DiCaprio too, and he did a decent job. I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I'm not saying these people are bad actors. Dennis Dennis Hopper is great in his own right. I stink and love Bob Hoskins in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I think he's perfect. I think Bob Hoskins did a good job with uh, with this film as well. But it's it's sitting there. These are not people, despite of what I may have said earlier, that are at the top of my list. I think I think there are others who can fill in. And so off the bat, like from the read, I think. Super Mario Brothers, the 1993 film, just had some problems. And so uh, let's let's talk about this film. Okay, Luke, we open with Mario and Luigi, which, by the way, this is the, the greatest thing that I think is it's canon, and I, I love hearing it. Uh, it is Mario and Luigi Mario. So Mario's <laughs> name is Mario Mario. Mario Mario. Yeah, and I know, like, late in the movie... Luigi, I don't know, I guess he just decides that he's a big tough guy now. <laughs> Later in the movie, Luigi like does something you know, manly or whatever, and he turns to a group of women and he says, they, they say, who do you think you are? And he goes, I'm Luigi Mario. You got a problem with it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So it opens with the Mario Brothers plumbing, and they're trying to get, they, they get a call for a job, which I guess money's tight because they're loafing about. Uh, Luigi's just kind of sitting around. He's not really a plumber. He's apprenticing with Mario, the brother. Let the record show he has a, uh, a flat bill on Sideways. Yes, flat bill on Sideways, and he's watching, like, Tales of the Unknown on TV or whatever. So the phone rings, and Mario answers it and says, yeah, we'll be right there. You know, and he says, Luigi, there's a functioning, uh, malfunctioning dishwasher. We got to go. They try to get to this job site, and they find that someone else, a, sc- a sc- scalpus, sculpus, I don't know. Uh, some other let plumber me, who is check. obviously a, a, a B-plot villain uh, has beat them to the job. Well, also, this... this Scapelli. B- Scapelli. Scapelli. Scapelli has also uh, was digging to do something. I don't know what it was, but they unearthed some bones it, in it, an archaeological dig. It was a construction company, so Scapelli yes. Construction was using the area to build who knows what. Okay. And so Daisy, who... Uh, I'm sorry. I, I said the movie opens with that. Uh, this girl Daisy hatches from an egg that's left in an orphanage. Yeah, but that's with, not important. We don't want to worry about With a crazy that. part of a rock. We'll come back to that. The rock's a necklace. <laughs> it's never explained why she hatched from an egg. Uh, we just have to accept it as fact. People hatch from eggs in the yeah. Koopa Kingdom. But she's a toadstool, so I don't know why she hatched from an egg. Anyway, anyway okay. So, uh, anyways, they Scapelli has found some archaeological uh they've uncovered some archaeological bones of some dinosaurs and daisy's an archaeologist and so she's trying to get um you know trying to get things accomplished uh, and scapelli is is throwing his goons around so she goes to find a phone it just so happens that mario and luigi are trying to fix their radiator while she's trying to use the phone (laughs) luigi passes up good work solid work work that could keep them in dough for a long time. He literally picks up the, the payphone to call for work, and the guy, <laughs> I don't know what. And the guy, the guy goes, "We got a flood over here. Get your plumbers, all your plumbers, as many plumbers as you can as find, as many plumbers as you can find. I I need them all." And he hands him the phone and goes, "Oh, here you go." And and hits uh and hits uh call in. It's a payphone, so he he. He hits the receiver button and hangs yeah, up. Yeah, and hangs up. He hangs up. There we go. I couldn't figure out why it's called hang up. Uh, and then she uses it. Anyway, so then Luigi's like, Mario, see that gal? She's pretty good looking. And Mario's like, go talk to her, Luigi. 
And so Luigi talks to her, and he invites her to dinner. And so they go to dinner with Mario and his date, and Luigi and Daisy. And they find out, you know, Luigi was abandoned. She had this rock, uh, this necklace that she wears. And uh, meanwhile, Spike and Iggy, who you find out later are Koopa kids. They're, they're cousins of King Koopa, uh, of Koopa Bowser. Nice. Bowser Koopa. Uh, they're trying to find the right girl. There's been kidnappings of girls in New York. So they're, Luigi's walking Daisy home. And uh, they, they go to the dig site so that Luigi can see what Daisy does. Scapelli's goons are trying to flood it. This was a great line. I love this. They flood the dig site. They're trying to flood the dig site with some of the pipes. And she goes, oh, Luigi, thank God you're here. He goes, why is that? He goes, she goes, you're a plumber. He goes, yeah, I know just what to do. And the next scene, I kid you not, is the door flying open at the apartment going, Mario, Scapelli flooded the dig site. <laughs> and you'll, you'll find that through the rest of this movie, for whatever reason, this entire world is, I guess, like just built around needing good plumbers. Because Mario is basically like a B-grade superhero for the whole thing. Oh, definitely. But but not even with like not because he's Super Mario. Literally, just because he has like a wrench. Yeah, like, he can he can he unscrew is, pipes. Well, he's a, he, okay. So he's a plumber. He has training. He has the tools, and he has the ingenuity on how to use them all the time. So they get the pipes to stop, and then Spike and Iggy kidnap Daisy and lead her into Koopa Kingdom. Um, and so Mario and Luigi try to follow her, and, uh, and she gets kidnapped, and then they come in, and before she was taken into Koopa Kingdom, uh, Luigi tried to grab her, but only got the necklace. So they got Daisy, but not the necklace. Convenient. And what, and what happens after this, Luke? Yeah, so he, they get the necklace, and I, I, there's like this weird scene where, so Daisy like disappears into a rock wall in a tunnel or something, Yeah. and the wall is like liquid. And so there's this weird scene where Mario and Luigi are, like, arguing with each other. Is it, like, liquid? Or is it, like, a painting that you can jump into? Did you guys ever play the Nintendo 64? Because I did. So, yeah, it's like a painting. Bop, 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 Okay, anyways. All right, so, yeah, so they go through the painting... And the they, wall. The wall, sorry, the uh -huh. wall, not the painting. That's definitely a painting. And they, So they go through this wall, and uh, they just get spit out into this weird... Honestly, it was like Arkham City. It's, it's like Arkham honestly, City covered yeah. in like this weird mucus, fungus thing. They get spit out into the street. There's lots of aggression. They're Crime <laughs> everywhere. It's just like constant... But there's also cops everywhere. Yeah. And there's police and other people everywhere. Literally... Everything in the city is shooting sparks. Yes. For no, no reason. For no reason. Why are there so many sparks? There's, the preview said there'd only be a few sparks. There's nothing. There's a car. Like, every single vehicle is driving. They're all on fire. And <laughs> everything's on fire. There's sparks everywhere. The police show up and just start, like, screaming at Mario and Luigi and oh, pushing yeah. them around. Toad. Toad tries to sing a song. And oh it's not gosh. the kind of Toad. It's, uh... <laughs> It's just a street performer, and the police pull up, and he sings a song against Koopa. They throw him in the back. Well, Koopa finds out that the plumbers have the rock, and so the plumber, uh, he sends the, out the an meteorite. APB. Yeah, the meteorite, which, 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 hold the phone. We did, we, I'm sorry. This movie opens up with two animated dinosaurs, and it's 65 million years ago there were dinosaurs, and life was good. There was no people. And the dinosaurs are sitting there eating, like, munching on leaves or whatever. And one of the dinosaurs looks at the other and goes, life is good. And then you it. know. 
This is how the Super Mario Brothers movie opens. And then the meteorite comes, and it. I wrote this down because this was the quote that I cannot... I, I don't understand why this is the linchpin for the rest of the film, but this is it. They said, what if the impact of that meteorite, the meteorite that killed the dinosaurs, created a parallel universe where dinosaurs didn't go extinct? Whoa! Whoa! Okay. So there's the piece of this meteorite that Daisy has can reconnect those two uh, those two worlds so that King Koopa can take it over. So they're after the plumbers. Well, the plumbers get robbed by who? Big Bertha, who is a bouncer at the club. Yeah, that whole thing is just weird. I have no idea. She <laughs> she jumps away and thwomps stuff. Yeah. She wears the necklace, and then an old lady robs them. Yeah, this old lady shows up, and she's like, oh, you guys are new in town, aren't you? And so they're so like, yes, ma'am. They're like, yeah, we don't really know what's going on. She's like, oh, well, you you shouldn't be out here without a weapon. Do, do you have one? And they're like, he goes, no. No, we don't have one. And, and, and then she goes, put him up. Give me Koopa <laughs> coins right now. <laughs> she pulls out this weird, like, taser rifle. Uh-huh. Oh, and, then, and then Big Bertha comes and throws her off an overpass and then <laughs> robs Mario and Luigi instead. Also, I just want to put it out there. This sounds jumbled. I, I don't think because we're doing a bad job. I think no, no, this no. movie's just no, no, no. it's just this weird jump cut, no. the whole thing. Yeah. So anyways, uh the police catch Mario and Luigi and they, they take him to jail where you find out that there's Mario 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 and Luigi Mario. And then they're in jail and Koopa comes to see him, uh disguised as a lawyer who Koopa's a germ freak, so he's like yeah, he's using just, tissues to move things like and like Tony Shalhoub. aerosol uh, spray after contact with anybody. Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel. Yeah, kind of not touching it. Yeah. Anyway, so so King Koopa says to them, uh, you know, what what happened to the to the rock? And they're like, well, we don't know, but we want to see this King Koopa guy. And he goes, no, you don't. He goes, that King Koopa guy or that Koopa clown is a sick egg sucking son of a snake. And and then they're like, uh, and then he he assaults them for the rock, and they're like, I thought you said he goes that I'm a sick egg sucking son of a snake, and it's like, uh, yeah. Also, why? <laughs> also when he assaults him, it's not like a playful like, gah, give me the thing, because it's a kids movie. You yeah, know, <laughs> he goes for Luigi's eyes. Like, yeah, he pushes yeah, he's his trying eyes to gouge his eyes out with his thumbs. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so Mario and Luigi are trying, like, they're being taken for uh, de-evolution. If they don't give him the rock, they get de-evolutionized. Yeah, but, so, a quick plot point. So, the reason that he wants the rock so bad is that... It's to merge the worlds. Yeah, they want to merge the worlds because the whole planet has become a, a desert. The whole thing is a desert, mm -hmm. except for one city, which is where they happen to be, of course. It's like, you know, Dinosaur Brooklyn or whatever. Uh, yeah, uh, but Dinosaur but, Brooklyn. Yeah, but the, the Koopa King, right, Bowser, whatever you want to call him, he is the one who is... Uh, I guess trying to help manage the resources or whatever. It, he's not a good guy by any stretch. But no, because he de-evolutionized the king before him. Right. So he turned the king before him into fungus. But but he's trying to no, figure no, no. out. It was King uh, uh, Toadstool. So when you de-evolutionize Toadstool, you oh, get fungus. Of course. Which is all over the city, by the way. Of course. Guys, we're not jumbled up. I assure you, we just watched this film an hour ago. <laughs> it's just the fact that it's like, oh, well, remember that there's fungus everywhere. Oh, also remember they're not wearing red and green yet. Oh, also remember that Dennis Hopper is de-evolutionizing people into lizard people called Goombas. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so but before we talk about the Goombas, here's the point I'm trying to make. So he's trying to figure out how to get the worlds merged so they can get more resources. They want the resources in the human world. But apparently, they don't have any resources except for an ungodly abundance of, like, hair cream and hair product. Because <laughs> everybody in this movie oh, yes. has just bizarre, weird, like, curly hair and, like, spikes. The Goomba King, his hair isn't spiked. It's just, like, uh, like ridged. Like I honestly thought, have you ever played Mass Effect? Yeah. You know that one alien class where they have, like, not, not uh, they look like tentacles. Dregs. Yeah, yeah. They, they look like dregs, but they're, like, skin. Yeah. Dreads, but they look like skin. It's yeah. like that. Yeah, but it's not skin. It's just his hair. It's just weird white hair that is and they, not a dread. And it never explains it. I don't know. This is this is a lot. Hang on. We're going to pause for a second so Caitlin can say hi. So they have an overabundance of hair cream and nothing else. Sure. Yeah, it's that. It's that. Yeah. So, so the whole film is this back and forth about who's got the rock. Okay, so Daisy's up in Koopa Tower. Uh, Mario and Luigi get lost. They, they give Koopa the slip. They end up in the desert. They come back. Uh, they end up trying to find the rock with Iggy and Spike, who have been uh, evolutionized to be smarter. Even though they're still idiots. Even they though just... they're still idiots, they use idiotic big words. That's it. That's it. So they're still idiots, but they use big words now. Um, and so they give Mario the, the slip. So there's this big back and forth about the rock. The, Mario and Luigi get back. They find Big Bertha. Mario seduces Big Bertha um, to get the yeah. rock. And this was great. He, he goes, yeah. Luigi, watch this. No man or no woman can resist a Mario. Probably not a man either. When he's on his game. And so Mario goes over and says, hey there, uh, I notice you're walking around. Punch! She just decks the guy, okay? Uh, and then... He goes back over and, and he goes, could you hit me again? I love the way that your knuckles graced across my face. I've never had that before. And she goes, you dance with me, I'll hit you all night. Woo! Which I don't know what that means. But they dance. <laughs> they dance. And he's the whole time he's dancing, he's trying to get this necklace off of her. And I guess she thinks it's sensual. Yeah. So he gets the necklace, and then the, the cops come in because the gal at the counter called, and they, they do this whole, hey, you, you have it. Now I have it. Now we've got yeah. the rock. They, like, huddle up and call yeah. up. They call up, like, a football play and start running around mm -hmm. the, the nightclub, and they're, like, throwing the rock back and forth. And then in a weird twist of nothing, Big Bertha helps barricade them in the office and helps them get away because she loves Mario now? I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Also, this whole movie is on YouTube. That's where you can find it. You can't buy it. Uh, you can't buy it on Amazon. You can't find it on Netflix or Hulu. It's all on YouTube. It's free on YouTube. That's how bad this film is. We tried to buy it. We tried to buy it. We tried to pay for it. And we can't pay for it. It's that bad. So, a lot of back and forth about The Rock. Long story short, Bowser gets The Rock, uh, and he's gearing up to attack the human world. His girlfriend wants to use it because she thinks she's worthy. She's not worthy. Ends up dead as a skeleton impacted against the wall. Uh, he ends up getting to the human world where he has these de-evolutionizing guns. There's a dance scene in the elevator with the Goombas. Uh, and then... And then Bowser and Mario are fighting on a bridge, and then they get in, they get materialized into the human world because the the parallel realities are converging. 
they're on the dig site. Like they're not in the city. They're on the dig site, right, right out near the river. And uh, Bowser shoots Scapelli with the de-evolutionizing gun, which oddly enough helps the Mario Brothers because now their competition's out of the way. <laughs> Nobody does anything. You know what they do when they see a grown man, a human being, reduced to a chimp? You know what happens? I would scream, wouldn't you, Luke? I think so. Would you scream? I think I would probably, when everyone materializes in front of me with these lizard people and Dennis Hopper in an all-black leather suit, I'd probably scream. But no, you know what they do? They look at Scapelli as a chimp, and they laugh. Yay, bad the whole, guy! The whole work site, the protesters, the cops, they laugh. Bad guy is dead! They laugh. Oh, he's not dead. Bad no. guy is monkey! He's a, he's a monkey. Okay. <laughs> so, but then uh, Daisy and Luigi get the rock out of the meteorite, so they go back to the, the Wait, world. Once again, using plumber tools. Once again, using plumber tools. Tools are so important. Uh, and then there's a big fight on the bridge. Well, Mario has wound up a bomb, and the bombs just walk it like a little wind-up tool. It it climbs up a wall. Yeah, and, and then walks on the underside of the bridge. And the the bomb spawns out of the fungus that's all over the city. Yeah, it just kind of drops out. And Luigi the whole time is basically a force ghost because every time that the city does something weird, Luigi's like, "I can feel it, Mario. Yeah, right. This is the right move, Mario. This fungus is trying to help us. Listen to the fungus." And Mario, as the only semi like likable or sane character in the whole thing, the whole thing, other than other than Toad, other than Toad, Toad was the highlight. Uh, I don't know. Yoshi's pretty strong. Yoshi, <laughs> Yoshi. little little Velociraptor Yoshi. <laughs> Yoshi's the best. Anyway. But Mario's the only one that's kind of like, Luigi, I think you're just, I think you're just crazy. Let's yep. just keep moving. <laughs> no, it turns out Luigi was right. So they wind up the bomb. The bomb explodes on the bridge. Uh, wearing Reeboks, by yeah, the way. There's ridiculous product Shameless placement. plug so, uh, uh, product just, Yeah, placement. quick timeout. Reebok, New York University, uh, New York Post, uh, Evian, Motorola. Chevrolet, and Motorola. All plugged. And all sh- plugged. There might have been more, but those are all Shamelessly plugged. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it explodes, and then they hit Dennis Hopper or Bowser with the de-evolutionizing gun, turns him into a Tyrannosaurus Rex, because that's what he uh, evolved from. I don't think that's how evolution works, but I'm no scientist. So uh, then uh, he turns into a T-Rex, then they hit him again. And what does he de-evolve into this time, Luke? I, ha- I have a guess, I have a guess. What's, what is it? Uh, water. Uh, I don't know. A puddle of goo. Yeah, a puddle of goo. I think I'm going to call it water. Well, the okay, so the plot that I read said that it was um, primeval slime. Yes, prime, primordial soup, if you will. Yes. So then big cheering. Uh, they jump. They give the little peace sign. Congratulations, Mario. You saved the princess. Daisy says, hey, I got to stay here for no reason. Uh, the, the toadstool slime ball fungus king, who is de-evolutionized, re-evolutionizes into a person no one flips the switch no one no one lights up the thing no one does this it just happens once bowser dies <laughs> it happens and then like literally the screen cuts to him and it's him sitting on them some like king's throne and he just goes huh i'm back <laughs> that's it no and then he goes i like those plumbers <laughs> that's it so then they go back to the human world. Turns out they're 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 super. They're Super Mario Brothers because they've they've helped overthrow an evil tyrant of another dimension, and they they saved the world from being de-evolutionized. And then Daisy comes in, chained in bullet bills like Chewbacca, with a gun, with a gun, and says, 
Mario, Luigi, you're never going to believe it. And Mario goes, again, played by Bob Hoskins, goes, of course I believe it. And Luigi, again, played by John Leguizamo, goes, what? And he goes, yeah, I'm a believer. Hmm. And roll credits. <laughs> And so, because one of the things that they said, so I obviously I did my research here. I'm not here to halfway do it. So I did a lot of reading uh, about this movie. So one of the things that they said is that they, the screenwriters, they really wanted to play up this relationship between Mario and Luigi. Which I think is a good dynamic of the film. Wouldn't you say so? Yeah, I mean, if I have to pick a positive, yes. Yeah, I think that yeah. Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo definitely had the, I'm the older brother, you're the younger brother, I'm going to take care of you, you're going to lighten me up. Sure. You know, and we're going to do it together. Yeah, and Bob Hoskins uh, is far and away, far and away, the best actor. He's yes. the most screen presence. The most believable. Yes. Yep. He the the most likable, yeah. He nails it. But they said that they... Although Yoshi... Yeah. <laughs> Yoshi is a puppet. Yoshi's just chained up in the palace. He's a pet of the Koopa King. Yeah, and at one point he gets... Full stop. He gets stabbed. Yep, <laughs> and then she pulls it out. Yeah, he runs up to, to Daisy and he's like... Uh, some He's like chained to the wall the whole movie and then randomly he's free. He, no explanation. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that doesn't get explained. But he, he runs over. I don't know how the girlfriend got the rock. That is never explained either. Never explained. It doesn't make any sense. But anyway... Guys, <laughs> this movie is free on YouTube. Watch Go it. watch it. If you're not going to watch it, at least do yourself the favor of Googling Super Mario Brothers movie Goomba. Yes, Goomba. Goomba dance, if you will. Goomba. <laughs> and then go Sir. listen to Everybody Rock the Dinosaur. Sir, the Goombas are dancing again. Sir, Sir, the Goombas are dancing again. Oh. Anyways, you were saying something. I cut you off. Anyway. Uh, Bob Hoskins is the greatest actor in this film. Yeah, he's great. So the point, and the writers had said, we really wanted to go for an Abbott and Costello sort of Laurel and Hardy. Is that what they were going for? Yeah, they said that the movie, their relationship between Mario and Luigi was supposed to be um, like a journey that they go on together. And so it's supposed to feel like the journey of the game that you play, which obviously didn't work. But they had a lot of like, super, super high aspirations for this movie that they just missed. Well, and I think that <clears throat> with the right... I don't know. With the right edits and cuts, this could work. I think, honestly, and we're getting into the buzz now, okay, because that's the summary of the film. So let's talk about the buzz, where you and I you and I give the buzz on what we think about this film, how we, how we liked it, the little tidbits that we wanted to know. And here's my thing. I think this film suffers the most from design. Set design, costume design, all the design. Because I think if you reskin this in, like... A castle, you know, sure. with an actual Bowser, you know, maybe with fire and stuff, instead of this, like, 90s post-apocalyptic um, Gotham Arkham City kind of deal, um, I think it, it could work. I think it could work. The actors were, they tried their best. It wasn't the worst of all plots they tried to get in some good references with the with the items and stuff but sure. i just it suffers so much from design sure. it was bad so so here i i have a little bit of a diatribe to go on so okay so buckle up buckle up luke's diatribe i'm gonna, diatribe corner i'm doing some wikipedia spelunking here okay here we go so first things first cold hard facts from wikipedia so yeah first things first I still can't believe Danny DeVito turned down that film. 
And what's I, more important is you said you wanted Danny DeVito to be Mario before you knew that, right? That is 100% true. 100% true. That's not, we're not joking. That's not a bit. That one's true. That one's true. That's but sure. hit us with some cold hard facts. So here we go. So cold hard facts. Ready? So this movie was directed by Rocky Morton and Annabelle Jenkel. They are a husband and wife team. Later, in interviews, Bob Hoskins would say that this movie is the largest embarrassment of his career. This was miserable. Every second of it was terrible. And he said that those two, the husband and wife, were so unbelievably difficult to work for that they were the reason that it was so bad. He said that they uh, were just ridiculous control freaks and they would change things at the last second and they were just always like, always tweaking things and always pushing. And uh, John Leguizamos later said that he... Uh, <laughs> he didn't really like the direction they were taking, and neither did the editors. So a lot of the film, or a lot of the scenes that were filmed, that the two directors really, really pushed to get filmed, were later edited out anyway. He said John Leguizamo said that they were trying to make the film dark, right? So they said the two directors said that they came uh, from the Tim Burton school of directing, so they wanted to start with realism and then work from there. They also said that Ghostbusters was their their guide for being dark and funny. Swing and a miss. So so they said, John Leguizamo... I looked at the trap, Ray. <laughs> John Leguizamo said that there were a lot of scenes that they would shoot that were like sexually explicit. There was like some nudity and like weird, weird stuff that all got edited out, obviously, because it's a children's movie. Thank the Lord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, But there's a lot of weird stuff like that. Um, something else, so they like days before they started filming or no I'm sorry a couple weeks so a couple weeks before filming started the studio financing the film uh, apparently did some reading on what the film was going to look like and they demanded significant rewrites to make the film more childlike so that kind of makes sense it's it's not a pass by any stretch but that would give some sort of explanation as to why so much of this right. is so disjointed. So again, we're back to the conundrum what happens when a studio gets the film rights to a beloved, endeared, endearing intellectual property. And that's what happens, because they, they want the money to pay off, they want it to be good, and then too many cooks in the kitchen, too many fingers in the pot, and all of a sudden you got a spoiled soup instead of a delicious meal. It's a dumpster fire. It's it, a dumpster fire. It really is. And I, there were dumpsters on fire in the film. <laughs> For most of the movie. For no reason. They were Gu empty. Guys, we're not kidding. Every vehicle in Koopa Kingdom <laughs> sparked. <laughs> For absolutely no reason. And it wasn't like a cute little, like, ah, oh, it's a penny racer spark. No, it's like someone is welding over there. <laughs> like, significant, or grinding. Yeah. I don't know. Also, the, the Koopas, for whatever reason, the weapon of choice for the Koopas, other than being massive, were these, like, fireball blasters. Yeah, but, like fire flowers. Yeah, they were like fire flowers, but they were so hilariously... First of all, I don't remember Koopas shooting those. Second of all, uh, no. they were... Hilariously well, inaccurate. Didn't, didn't the Koopa Turtles? Yeah, the, the red sorry, Koopa sorry, sorry. Turtles shoot fireballs. Uh, I don't know if the I don't know if the turtles did, but I know that, like the the cousins did, and like some of the some of the relationships they did sure. shoot them. Yeah, there there's an association of fire and and villain bad guy yeah. in the Mario franchise. Of all the things I'm gonna poke holes in, yeah. I, that's probably not where I want to. Well, let me tell you about some things because I think there are some redeemability points in this film. I don't think there's a lot. But if you're a fan of Mario, okay, when, you, when you're watching the film, you go, okay, it's Mario and Luigi, that's funny. Bob Hoskins does do his best, and John Leguizamo does his best. I think Dennis Hopper kind of phones it in. I really, I really couldn't tell you. But 
um, when you're watching, you're going, oh, that's a little Easter egg. Like, you see Bullet Bill sold here. You see Thwomps, which are actually boots that will help you jump and, and like, I don't know why they're jump boots, but that the Thwomps, that's what they're called. Like, that's cool. Um, you realize that the king before King Koopa was King Toadstool, which is why he's a fungus now. And you get to see the Babams. The meteorite that split the the um, that split the dimensions in two could be a star, and they were looking for the star piece the whole time. You know, they pick a mushroom off the fungus, and uh, and uh, Mario uses it as a shield, and it grows bigger and bigger to protect him. You know, like these are some fun things. The Goombas, I think, are the funniest part of the whole film. <laughs> Because when you put a, a, a citizen of Koopa Kingdom into the de-evolutionizer, it comes out, for some reason, in a trench coat. Don't know why. <laughs> I love it. Metal boots. They're tall and have tiny heads. And Dennis Hopper just loves them. King Koopa just loves them. Bowser is like, you know, when you take a bumbling idiot and you make it dumber, it becomes a Goomba, 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 Goomba. And <laughs> like, he like puts his hands on his face. Yeah. And he's like, you go join your Goomba brothers. And and he's like, Goomba. And then he they give him his harmonica back. Yeah, they, when they turn Toad into a Goomba, they give him a harmonica. For no reason. He had a harmonica to begin with. Why give it back if you're going to turn him into a, a Goomba? I don't get it. But the Goombas are funny. And at one point, there's, uh, there's, uh, they're so stupid that Luigi and Mario start swaying them in the elevator and get them to dance. And I guess the music comes in later and they dance. There's a line where it says, like, uh, Bowser's got him cornered with the gun and he's on the walkie-talkie it's like held, with a, it's, held with a tissue. It's pretty climactic. Yeah. Like, this is a big part of the movie. And it's interrupted and he goes, uh, sir, the, Co uh, the Goombas are dancing again. <laughs> And he goes, not now. <laughs> and then shoots at Mario and Luigi. Uh, but I think that there are, if you are a lover of the Nintendo, uh, a lover of Mario Brothers and all the Mario games, if you love Luigi, this is really a Luigi movie because it's his Princess Daisy. Yeah. It's not Mario's Princess Peach. That's true. Uh, and it's Luigi. I mean, it's Luigi-driven. Luigi's kind of fun. He's cool. He's the comedic relief. It's good stuff. But if you like, if you love Mario, you'll go, okay, there's a tip of the hat. There's a nod of the brim. Here's a fun little thing that they can do. But overall, it's just a mess because it was pulled in so many different directions. It was written poorly. I think the set design and everything was bad. I think there's some light parts in it. But overall, this is just a bad film. Yeah, so obviously it wasn't very well received. Uh, they spent $48 million on the movie. Oh, yes. And it grossed. Oh, I'm sorry. No, not gross. The yeah, no, yeah, gross. Yeah. So the gross income was twenty point nine million. And for those of you who are not a mathematician, twenty point nine million is less than half of forty eight million. So they didn't do well, but critically, it was also horribly received. But one of the things that oddly enough, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, so oddly enough, one of the things that the critics actually said, they actually praised the set design and the costumes. What? Yeah. What? Really, the really, thing really. I hate. They they said that they said you know this is innovative. This is Unlike anything we've seen before. It was the 90s. <laughs> it was the 90s. Okay, let me tell you about reception. So we have, there's a professor, okay, at the school we both attended, the school you work at. Yes. A philosophy professor, okay? His name rhymes with Mimpson, okay? Dr. Dr. Mimpson, all right? Uh, he told me, I had lunch with him on Sunday, and he said, I was in college, 
my roommate was the manager at the local theater and said, hey, do you want to come see a movie today for free? And he said, I don't have anything going on. So he went to see a free movie at the movie theater. You know what movie was playing? Super Mario Brothers. Let's go! He said he walked out less than halfway through. <laughs> he walked out of a free movie. Which is rough, because if you know this guy, you know that this is... I mean, he seems like he'd enjoy it. He so. appreciates bad yeah. film. He if, appreciates campy things, but this thing, would not, he wasn't having it. If Dr. Mimpson walks out. Yeah, if Dr. Mimpson walks out... So one other thing I wanted to mention, we were talking about some of the highlights. So I mentioned like a couple of different actors that, that could have stepped into roles that would have made the film just so, so, so much better. Um, but we talked about the screenwriting. So actually, believe it or not, the movie came about because some guy named Roland Joffe, who runs like a production company called Light Motive, he just had the idea one day in the 90s and was like, let's make a movie about Mario. And so... I'm literally reading this right now. He went to meet with Nintendo of America president uh, Minoru Arakawa. And he's the guy who actually told Tom Hanks that he, they didn't want him anymore. <laughs> but he, So he meets with this guy. Um, but when he gets there to meet with him, Arakawa says he didn't have time for him. So he sat for 10 days at the Nintendo of America, like, like waiting. Uh, I mean, in the area, right? Just waiting to meet with this guy. And so eventually on the 10th day... He, uh, he gets a meeting, and he goes in, and he talks him into it. And in that meeting, he walks in with an idea and walks out with a $2 million contract and the rights to Mario temporarily uh, to make a movie. To Mario. Which is rid it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And right after that, um, he, he landed a screenwriter. What's his name? Okay, so he, he landed Barry Morrow. I don't know why you would know that name, but here's why he matters. Uh, he was an Oscar-winning screenwriter, and he wrote Rain Man. What? Yeah, so he was the first guy on the project. He wrote a story, like he wrote the, the screenplay for the whole movie, and they said that it was too similar to Rain Man. They said it was too much of a drama and not funny Hold enough. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. They said it wasn't funny enough. How does the script of Mario end up like Rain Man? I have no was idea. Was Luigi Rain Man? Oh, you have no idea what I would give to see that screenplay. But anyway, so they... I, I could think of a few yeah, things. They... On set, they referred to it as Drain Man. That was what they called oh the screenplay because it was so similar. Uh, and so Mario Pipes Drain, you get the idea. But they decided they didn't like it. And so instead, they brought in Jim Genowine and Tom Parker. And those were the two guys that actually wrote the cut of the film that we have, that we can watch on YouTube now. And they, they said, well, what we did was we really wanted to make it like Wizard of Oz, right, where you step into a totally different world, and the Goombas were supposed to be like the flying monkeys, and they, they pulled from a lot of different stuff. One of the phrases that gets used a lot in the movie is, uh, what is it, trust the fungus, is that it? Yeah, trust the fungus. Trust the fungus. Cause the I got a good feeling about this, Mario, <laughs> trust the fungus. And, and then at the end of the movie, Mario makes his big heroic move, and he goes, I trusted the fungus. Right, so that's one of the phrases. They actually said that in their minds that was going to be similar to uh, May the Force Be With You. No. Yes. No. That was their move. All right. Trust the fungus. Trust the fungus, ladies and gentlemen. Use the force. But then another thing is that as they were, as they were kind of under fire for putting out this garbage movie, uh, Genowine, one of his clapbacks was like, well, really, what we did wasn't much different than what Shrek did. I mean, we took some fairy tales and some... You know, some uh, some Japanese no. culture and some American culture. What you took was a beloved intellectual property and lit it on fire 
and laughed. Sir. You know, you know what happened? Sir, the Goombas, the Goombas are dancing, are dancing. again. <laughs> what, what they did to this movie is what Bowser did to Scapelli. Uh, right? They de-evolutionized him, set him back, and then everyone who was watching just laughed. They turned into a monkey. That's what happened. They turned into a monkey. All right. So I, in, any final thoughts about the buzz? Oh, we could go on and on about little secrets of this. But, like, look it up. Look it up on YouTube. For one, it's on YouTube. It's so bad you can't actually buy it. I don't know where you get it. Look it up on YouTube. It's all on YouTube. But it's, um, it's a terrible film. It's not. It's enjoyable if you like Mario. It's really not that enjoyable, though. But uh, what's what's your last final thoughts? You guys can do research for yourself. But these are some of the things that we notice. What, Luke, you got anything to anything to say? I have two things to add. I have two things to add. Number one, I think, I think that the movie, believe it or not, okay, going into it, I had already decided this is a terrible movie. If you watch the trailer, you're gonna think the same thing. The trailer's awful. The trailer is atrocious. It, believe it or not, I think the trailer might actually be worse than the movie. It is surprisingly. I thought the same thing. Yeah. So going in, I had very, very low expectations, and I watched the movie, and uh, you know, it, it's very bad. But there were parts that genuinely made me laugh. I kept some notes. I wrote down some of my favorite quotes. Um, Let's hear a few of those. Yeah, let me let me bring those up. Obviously, the most important one is Sir. The Goombas are dancing. Again. <laughs> the Goombas are dancing again. Trust the fungus. Trust the fungus. I know exactly what to do. Mario Scapelli's <laughs> flooding the work site. One of the one of the like big scenes. King Koopa's running around and he's like doing something that's obviously evil. And then all of a sudden he just pauses and he kind of looks at not directly at the camera, but it's very clearly just for us watching the movie. And he goes, "Where's my pizza?" Because at one yes. point, he just, for no reason, orders a pizza. And then before they tell him that the Goombas are dancing, they say, Sir, your pizza's here. <laughs> it's the best. Uh, right after the the one woman who randomly somehow gets the meteorite and then tries to merge the world and then gets electrocuted and imprinted into the wall, Luigi looks at, at Daisy and goes, Man, she sure makes an impression. And then the jaw of the skeleton drops like it's <laughs> laughing. Yeah. It's hilarious. Uh, at one point... Right after uh, Iggy and Spike go from being dumb to smart, but they're still dumb, but they're using big words now, right? They are helping the Mario Brothers. They get captured by King Koopa. As they're being led away by the Goombas, they, they turn to King Koopa, and I don't know why this is so much fun to me, but they turn to him and they go, Silence, suppressor of the proletariat. <laughs> I just can't believe how out of place that line is. The birds work for the bourgeoisie. All the birds died. So... One of the other lines, as Mario is seducing Big Bertha, he, she like hit me again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so she she turns to him, and remember how they they just randomly she helps them, and they they get holed up in the uh, in the office. As she's calling him over to the office, she goes, "Over here, pudgy buns." Over here, pudgy. <laughs> and buns. I just can't get over that. That's Mario, by the way. Yeah, talking. Luigi's to Mario. a skinny one. Yeah. So there's. I could go I on know. and on. I could go on and on. But the, the point the point is this. I, this movie isn't entirely um, irredeemable, unredeemable. It's not, it's not absolutely without value. It's actually developed a, a pretty strong cult following. Um, they, there's a webcomic now that runs, believe hmm. it or not. It's a fan-funded webcomic based off of this. Um, one of the original writers, I don't remember which one, but one of the original writers actually helped. They got in contact with him, and he helped continue with the writing. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. And this is... I mean, as recent as, 
I think 2012 was the last edition. And remember, this movie came out in what, like 93? Uh huh. Yeah. So, hmm. so it, it's still being worked on. And actually, uh, I think the movie isn't terrible, but I think we might get a better one because in 2022, it's coming. And this time, so Shigeru Miyamoto, if you're unfamiliar, he's the guy who, I mean, he's Mr. Nintendo, right? He's done um, such classics as Pokemon. He did Mario, obviously. Uh, I thought there were a couple more franchises. There's, I don't know. There's so much that he's done. Well, did you know, though, that Nintendo has said they're no longer plumbers? I didn't know that. Yeah. So what? I don't know. What were they going to do? Well, they would be useless in this movie if they were not plumbers, so who oh, knows? yes, because plumbing is the <laughs> plumbing is the most important part of a city's infrastructure. I, I'm sorry, did someone say Superman? Because he didn't carry a wrench, therefore he's dead to me. <laughs> but anyway, so one of the critiques that Miyamoto gave after the movie was finished, he's so polite with the whole thing, I love it. He literally said, you know, I, I love the effort they put into it, but it was too much like the video games. I wish they would have just made a movie. What? And that's what he said. So for the second one that's coming out, he is like... I don't know if he's producer or he's not the director, but he's like lead advisor. Basically, he's involved with every step of it. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll and it'll see. also it'll be animated. This movie's live action. Well, in the words of Mario, "Strap your belt on, kid. We're going in." All right, twenty twenty two. It's coming for us. All right, so we've given you the buzz, Luke. I'm gonna give this a grade. Now remember, we have a grading system of B plus, B or B minus or B M. A B-plus means it's so bad it's good, you, you want your friends to watch it, you're going to have a really good time on Friday or Saturday night uh, laughing to it. A B is, eh, I watched it, probably wouldn't watch it again, but it wasn't a total, complete waste of my time. And a B-minus or BM is a big old stinky, uh, I cannot believe I watched this, I had to stop myself from gouging my eyes out with a dull spoon. So I'm going to go ahead and give this a B, uh, just a measly B, maybe, maybe leaning towards like just below mid b like like a 35 percent b it's you a know four. a b.4 sure yeah um it did not stick the landing it did not make the cut <laughs> i don't even know but i appreciate i i will agree with shigeru miyamoto that um that's right that's his name right yeah, yeah, shigeru miyamoto right. Uh, they put a lot of effort into it. I think the actors did a good job. I, I think they tried. I think the writers tried. I think it just got all tied up in studio mumbo-jumbo, in director vision, in actor's vision, in editor's vision, writer's vision. I just think it's a big, jumbled, confusing mess with a few nods to uh, Mario and Luigi. If you haven't seen it, I think you might enjoy watching it once, but like me, you probably won't watch it again. So that's my uh, B, Okay. What about you, Luke? Yeah, so believe it or not, I, going into this movie, I was almost entirely already decided that I was going to give it a B minus. Hmm. It was going to take a lot of work to talk me out of a B minus. But the more we talk about it, the more I learn about it. I'm just fascinated with this garbage pile of a movie, and I, I have to give it a B. I can't go to B plus. You almost want to give it a B plus, I'm close. Though, don't you? I'm close, man. But I, I can't quite go to B plus. I got to stay with B. Um, I, this isn't one of those that's so bad that I could watch it, you know, once a month or honestly every couple months, um, just to show it to more people. I don't think I'm there yet, but I don't know, man. I have a, a, a feeling that this is not the last time I, I will have watched this movie. So no, because I, it, it has an interesting backstory. Yes. It has some fun tidbits. There are some good jokes. I don't think I'll ever forget, sir, the Goombas are dancing again. <laughs> Um, but that's probably the highlight of the film, yeah. to be honest with well, you. And, but when the new one comes out, 
You better believe I'm gonna have to rewatch oh, yeah. this. Oh yeah, we'll watch this for comparison. But I have to. I I'm done with it. I'm I'm over it. I'm done with this episode. So we we both give it a B. And now we have to ask the absolutely needless question: Is this better or worse than the B movie? So here's what I want to do. You brought this up earlier, but let's look at the box office. Mario Brothers' budget was 48 million. It brought in how much, Luke? 20.9. Okay, which is less than half. The B movie's budget was 150 million. Uh, if it breaks even, it's already better. And the B movie box office ended up with 287.6 million, um, almost double of what their budget was. Gasp. Right. So uh, that's by the budget, by the numbers, the money, people who wanted to see it. Let's look at uh, reviews. So the Mario Brothers on Rotten Tomato has a 23% critics rating and a 29% audience rating. Uh, the B-movie on Rotten Tomatoes has a perfect 50% critics rating and a 53% audience rating. Overall, I think that um, I think that it's just better. I think it's got... I think the B-movie is uh, better written, better acted, better produced. It's animated, so I think it, it pulls ahead there for a little bit. But, I mean, think about it. Like, the memeability of the B-movie is perfect. Like, the memeability of uh, the Mario Brothers movie, eh, not so, not so good. Was there an important environmental message in Mario Brothers? Well, I mean, the main hero was a plant, right? Trust the fungus. Trust the fungus. So, I don't know. There was also, I mean, they did make a point of saying, hey, we ran out of resources, and so that's like a big issue, and now we're going to kill the mammals. Yeah, I, I guess. It's just, <laughs> it's not, it's a stretch. It's a stretch. It, it is a stretch. I think by really all rights, uh, if you said to me, I'd, we're going to watch a movie tonight, it's the B-movie or Mario Brothers, I'm watching the B-movie. I'm, I'm going to get more enjoy, uh, more enjoyability out of the B-movie than I am Mario Brothers. A B-movie wins. I, I have to agree, and I think as we as we wind down this podcast, I want to take you on just a, a quick little adventure as we as we circle the runway and we land this plane. May 28th. Of what year? 1533. Thomas Cranmer, the Archbishop of Canterbury, declared the marriage of King Henry VIII of England to Anne Boleyn Valid. In 1937, the same date, the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco was officially declared open. In 1952, of the same date, women in Greece were given the right to vote. And in 1993, <laughs> of the same day, we were blessed with the Super Mario Brothers movie. Okay. <laughs> All right, there you have it, folks. Super Mario Brothers 1993. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you want to reach out to us and give us uh, advice or... Um, uh, suggestions for the show you can you can email us at the bmoviepodcast at gmail.com again that's the letter b not the animal but the bmoviepodcast at gmail.com you can find us on instagram at the bmoviepodcast again the letter b on twitter at the bmoviepod uh, again the letter b or you can go and like our facebook page uh, the bmoviepodcast you can find our logo it has a b on it and you can see the b uh, the letter b in his wings um, please again remember we're on Spotify now we're on Google Podcasts as well as Apple uh, Podcasts so please be sure to subscribe be sure to leave those ratings be sure to give us some comments and fan mail and uh, thank you for listening I hope you enjoyed Luke thank you so much is there anything you want to plug or say uh, as we leave no no I'm pretty content watch watch Super Mario Brothers and Google Super Mario Brothers Goomba yes. that's my contribution and always remember you've got to trust 
the fungus. Join us next episode when we watch a long-forgotten Christmas movie, When Santa Claus Conquered the Martians, available on Amazon Prime. Happy holidays. Thanks. Bye-bye.